Hello and welcome once again to the How Long Speak podcast. Uh, as always, I am Rick and I'm joined by Paula. Hello. And Alex. Hello. Both of whom have torn themselves away from Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> just to be here to record this episode for you. Hope you appreciate it. Um, Only we are going to be talking. <laughs> it's not a joke, I'm just saying that. Um, we're going to be talking about um, what I've beaten, what we've retired. Um, what everyone's been playing, aside from the new Zelda. Um, and then this week, we're going to look back at 100 games of the month uh, from the How Long Speak community. We're going to have a look at the games that have been, our memories, um, and then we're going to finish off uh, with the latest installment of How, How Long, Long to, to Beat, beat the, the Game. game. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to crack on with, with the completions. One... Because the sooner I do that, the more time we've got of Tears of the Kingdom. And two, because I'm the only person that's beaten everything. Somehow I feel like those two are connected. I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> maybe, almost definitely. Certainly. I think they're connected to the retirement as well, but we'll come to that. They very much do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have... Yeah. Uh, I have beaten three games this week. Uh, the first one is a very short, free visual novel type thing called railways of love um about two people who meet and their last opportunity to confess their feelings to one another is a shared railway journey um it's like 15 20 minutes uh, i've played one of their other games dull gray despised it this is actually quite good and i think it's a shared universe but it's short and sweet and it has a theme and an idea and it hits on it really well, really cleanly. I actually think, Paolo, this is the kind of thing you'd really enjoy just as a commute game, just as a, a one and done. I think that probably goes to both of you, actually. I think you'd both get a kick out of the narrative that this tells uh, without really giving anything away. I like that it doesn't necessarily wrap everything up neatly in a bow once you hit the true end. Uh, there's lots of um, shades to this tale and, and the themes that it's hitting upon. Um, so very pleasantly supply, surprised by, excuse me. Um, as long as it isn't Shades of Grade? No, no, <laughs> Shades of Grey away. Sorry. Moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> the second game I beat, uh, and this one has been cracking for a little while. I was certain I was going to beat it this time. Uh, Grim Grim Wire once more for the Switch. I, on reflection, think I've probably been a little bit too kind on this just because of how much I've enjoyed every other game vanilla where I've ever put out. Uh, what I mean by that is when I finished the game and thought about the story, I kind of realized that the story didn't make a whole lot of sense without sort of doing a bit more Googling and piecing together. I mean, broad brush, like the beginning and end, I understand what happened from A to B, but there's a lot of what's and why's in the middle that I think I blinked and missed it on them. Um, conversely, the gameplay I warmed up a lot to. Um, I still think it could have done with a universal pause function rather than having to select a unit and get the game to pause that way. I still think um, that in spite of the control system, it's all very, very usable. Um, and other than the little bump towards the end, I still think that the game 
gets easier and easier the more you learn its systems. And also because they've tagged on this skill tree thing um, that exists within it. And you can, because you can respec at no cost, um, you can sort of game it depending on certain requirements. So I remember about midway through the game, there was a secondary mission um, not to use any runes of a certain of a certain character type. Uh, so I just took all of the skill points I'd pumped into that class and redistributed them um, to fit that particular mission, which is a double-edged sword. I think it's good that you can't necessarily um, cause yourself an issue going around that, but also it does kind of trivialize certain aspects of the game. Um, I suppose where I land ultimately is as someone who only really vibes with RTSs when they're on a smaller scale, um, this absolutely worked for me. Um, and as someone who likes vanillaware, it's got that same art, it's got the same sensibilities. Um, if you're someone who's liked their other games, even though they're quite different, I think this will work for you as well. Um, is it a, a blanket recommend? Can a, a console RTS ever be a blanket recommend? Probably not. Um, but I do think this is a, a package that was well worth the remaster. Um, I'm glad that I got it. Uh, I will say the music is phenomenal. It's been in my rotation of music. I sort of put in the background while I'm doing other things. So that has been um, really nice. And the limited edition comes with um, a really beefy 25 track uh, OST on a proper CD, which you don't always get nowadays. So that was nice. Um, one last completion, uh, Aliens Infestation for the DS. Um, I, having chipped away at the sort of opening hour of this game, um, on a day off this week, basically spent another three or four just bum-rushing it, um, just playing the whole thing. Partially because I got really, really engrossed. Partially because I had a quick Google and found out whether one Marine I was missing for 100% was tucked away. Um, and partially uh, because... I wanted to clear clear the, the docket for a couple of other games, which, which I've now got ongoing. Um, it is a great Metroidvania. It's on the linear side, but it is a really, really good Metroidvania. The art's strong. Um, it has its own sort of pace and feel because of the way the aliens work and because of the way that movement's set up. Um, and it does a really good job of whether by design or by sheer accident, building some tension because there are moments where you might have the map out and because the map's there, when a couple of enemies appear, you need to get off the map to find the button to reload or switch an explosive or um, move something else around. And, you know, similar to how games like Zombie U on the, on the Wii U used that mechanical um, barrier to play into the gameplay and what they want you to experience from the game. Um, this also adds an extra layer of tension and juggling and um, that panic and fear causing you to get things wrong and fumble and add extra stress and um, intensity onto you. Um, so I, I absolutely think it, it still stands up even, you know, coming back to it a decade later. Um, and it's a shame that because of weird licensing issues, this, game probably never gets re-released um but hey the ds is like the easiest console ever to emulate so uh go get some is what i would say to that um 
and yeah, I, I hope one or both of you eventually gets around to playing it because I think it's the kind of game that you would really enjoy. Um, yeah, so that that's my three completions. Do you guys want to chip in on any of those? I don't think I have much. <laughs> no, I am excited to no, play the game. No, go ahead. Is the first one available on anything other than Android? Because that would um, skyrocket my possibilities of playing it. My gut says Android only. Do you have an iPhone, Paola? I do not. No, um, I don't usually like to play a lot of stuff on my phone. But I could do an exception for this. I feel like this is a one and done. You could download, do and delete. Yeah. Yeah, I might try. I, I think I, my gut says it is absolutely Android only because it is, um, in terms of how it's laid out, it's sort of built around that vertical um, display. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing Steam links or anything like that. This is, it is on iOS as well by the looks of it, but it is it is exclusive to mobile devices. Okie dokie. By Provodnik Games. Um, Okay, not a big reach either. Um, I I kind of love and hate it at the same time. On Google Play, they give you sort of a, a rough bracket of how many people have downloaded it. Um, and it is more than a thousand. But it doesn't say how many more than a thousand. Huh. So you know it's not a great reach. <laughs> but this is what tickles me. So when um, when NIS released Disgaea, the first game for mobile phones, for the laughable price of £31.99, Jesus Christ. Yeah, for, <laughs> for a 15-year-old game that you could emulate and have better functionality because you'd have save states. Um, I'm going to double-check how many people downloaded it. It wasn't many. I feel like it was a 1,000 plus, which even then is, is surprising that that many people went for it. Oh, no, 5,000 plus now. Okay, so they actually sold quite quite a surprising number probably not enough because they never did the sequel i was gonna um, say i don't think that those numbers are great for them <laughs> no i mean oh okay let's uh <laughs> let's let's amend the record so they also ported disgaea 4 promise revisited that has 500 plus downloads uh as does the port of, of hotel neek the firefly diary it's just that's the wrong market um, for that price, man. I I think it's a good market if you price appropriately, and I they just yeah. haven't. Um, I think if if the Disgaea games are half that price on mobile, people probably lap them up. Like I remember, um, Final Fantasy Tactics coming out in around the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen pound mark. The world ends with you remake, and it was still felt that it was steep, but also they are full games. Yeah. Um. Anyway, enough mobile price debating. Um, Alex, why don't you tell us uh, about your retirement and why? Yeah, so I mean, straight up, this retirement is what I'm going to call a Zeldament. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> I've retired, quote unquote, Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 reboot, reboot Camp. I'm like more than halfway through the second one. I 100% will beat this game. It's just like straight up. I was like, come on. There's no fucking way that I'm going to play through this while, <laughs> while Tears of the Kingdom is out. It's like, it's fucking Zelda, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just Zelda. Although, I don't 
know. I might go back to it sooner than I thought, but we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, I know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Foreshadowing is history, device. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Foreshadowing. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Don't take out your pitchforks, though. It's all reasonable. Um, but uh, we'll... Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later. So anyway, I, I, I fucking love the game. It's been really, really fun using that like physical uh, guide for it um, just to see like what small changes they've made, but also because it feels like these little tactical reports. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun doing that. Um, and I actually really recommend it if anybody has the chance because the Advance Wars uh, 2 strategy guide, like the Game Boy Advance one, is really nice because it's not like, a, you know, it's not like this like direct walkthrough where it tells you like absolutely everything to do. It's more just like, here are some strategies that you should uh, try out um, and see how they play for you, uh, which makes it really fun because it's like, okay, I'm just being given some like, you know, strategic advice that might help me out in this section, but I'm not necessarily being told like, this is the only way to win. It's just like, hey, mm-hmm. here is like a really useful way of like doing a decent job on this section here, basically. Um, so yeah, I really fucking like it, but Zelda needs time to be respected. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, which means we are getting... Actually, uh, Rick, no, you have some retirements. I have two retirements, yeah. So the first one uh, kind of made me sad. The second one was kind of expected. So the first one, um, a game called The Church in the Darkness, which one of you, I believe Paula maybe, bought yeah, for me for Christmas. Um, and it was... It was a game that I sort of picked up an interest in uh, because friend of the podcast, Avatage, um, had told us a bit about him playing it. Now, on Steam, it says that he's only played an hour and then noped out, which suggests that he probably ran into similar kind of um, nitpicks and bugbears that I did, which mm. are mainly that the procedural generation in this game doesn't really work. Mm. Um, for context, so the, the way this game works, um, you are on a rescue mission. Um, your nephew has joined a cult that has then, or a religious movement organization, whatever you want to call it, that has moved um, to the jungles in South America uh, to be away from pressure in the US. Um, Each time the location uh, changes the way that it's laid out, the motivations of different characters change, um, who's good, who's bad, who's armed, who isn't. Now this game, yeah. Because it's procedurally generated, um, a couple of problems crop up. The one that caused me to completely nope out is that, in fact, I'll, I'll loop round back to this. So um, the gameplay is, is very, very straightforward. It's played from like a top-down perspective, more or less, um, and you are expected to kill or sneak past people, uh, find a contact, and work out where your nephew is, if he even wants to come home, if he does bring him home, also work out what's going on with the organization. Um, there is no walk. There is no crouch. Uh, there is just walk and sprint, or run and sprint, as it were. Um, you have to press a button down to see vision cones, which I kind of like the idea of, but in a game like this, it's not super conducive to the gameplay itself. Um, the button mappings on keyboard or on controller are a little bit awkward. Um, because you don't really have the option to try and discover things on your own. There's not anything emergent. You just have to find your contact and go from there. Uh, That sort of kneecaps the gameplay a little bit. Um, What really, really killed me off with this is 
uh, after a couple of failed attempts, when I did finally meet my contact, um, I was locked into a conversation with them, unable to manipulate or move my character. Um, and an NPC walked up, became alert, recognized it was us, started shooting at me, uh, killed my contact and then killed me. Uh, and that was my cue to give up on the whole enterprise. To be clear, there is a phenomenal concept for a game in here. Um, it is a really cool idea. Um, the execution just leaves so much to be desired, unfortunately. Um, and, oh. and I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to play anymore. We we come on this all the time, right? We've got so many games that we want to play that are good, that are likely to be worthy of our time. It can be so difficult outside of you know edge cases and, and specific circumstances to put up with a game that's just not buttering it. Um. And that's where I landed there. And I suppose that sort of applies to the second game I retired as well. Uh, this is also a game for PC called Metal Unit. Um, it is a pretty straight um, two-dimensional side-scrolling roguelike. Uh, the story is very twee. Um, you are a mech pilot who's just passed her exam looking for her sister who went to the dark side, but maybe not. Um, the combat is serviceable, but stiff. Uh, the roguelike elements don't necessarily feel like they're in service to the game. Um, it, it, it's fine TM written all over it, but there's just nothing compelling about it. Like, I retired it with a 6 out of 10. It doesn't necessarily do anything wrong, but it, it, it doesn't hook. It doesn't grab. And I think particularly for a roguelike, a game that is going to force you to, to eat the dirt a few times and, and make you come back and persevere. There has to be a degree of compulsion. There has to be something that holds you there. Um, and unfortunately, this game just didn't have it. Have either of you played this one? Because they did. it has been given away in a couple of places. I got my copy for free. Nope, I'm getting no. shaking heads from both sides. Don't uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that. It was a, a very unremarkable game. So let's just get straight to it. Uh, why don't one or both of you tell me about your time with Tears of the Kingdom so far? Hmm. Hmm. So it's been everything and more than uh, that I was expecting out of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has been amazing. And by the way, my boyfriend is playing or was playing it like just a little while ago back there in the and. The thing is, is that in the same vein of Breath of the Wild, it allows for so much player freedom in the sense of how not only in which direction, even though you're not in a certain direction, it doesn't, the, not two players are going to approach the mission in the same way. Like, we have to go like to certain place, uh, the guy back there uh, approached from the north and ended up needing like a lot of supplies because of that. And I used my knowledge from Breath of the Wild because, well, same Hyrule, so there are some similar, a lot of similarities in the map. So he approaches from the south from a path I already knew. And there's also the sheer amount of chaos that you can cause on this game is astounding. Like, 
again, my boyfriend went into a sky pirate adventure on, on the Skylands and pretty much took a platform, attached a rocket to it and just flew to uh, some islands and started like battling some units that were like on flying platforms and stealing their shit to uh, power up his quote unquote ship that was a moving block with a rocket and cause mayhem. On the other hand, I was on uh, the land of Hyrule. Uh, what the hell was I doing the other day? I think it was like, I was uh, carefully like farming materials and discovering all the stuff I could build like on the ground. So I came to very different play styles uh, on uh, two completely different playstyles here, and it has been amazing just uh, sharing like what we found and uh, watching each other's clips from the game because it it has been a chaotic, wonderful time. Um, so Alex, don't you want to chime in because I know you probably have a very different experience from us both no not not very different i mean let me put it this way let me let me just start out by saying like cards on the table first off this game is very clearly a masterpiece like just from the start of it it's like do you know what i mean like i I just i don't i don't think there's a lot of debate around like the sheer like creativity and like mastery that's been put into this um and if you like zelda games you will have a great time you know what i mean like it's like you're gonna have a good time the only one people that I'll speak to right now a little bit are maybe those who have never really jumped into Zelda games. Because I think I think the one thing about this game that might be a little make or break for some people is some of the powers that you have. Like, I'll be honest, the Ultra Hand power, I'm still not convinced by. And has been a little bit annoying for me, at least, um, just as this get-go. I do think there's a lot of cool stuff with it. But this game, you're going to spend a lot of time in venues. Because there's a lot of stuff that you get. Which is really, really cool because there's so much cool shit you can do with that stuff. The fuse mechanic is really neat where you can fuse weapons and stuff to things. Very creative, very fun. Um, But realistically, you have, you know, a radial wheel for powers that you can use. You have multiple wheels for items that you can select and then fuse to things. Though I can't seem to find a way to select them. It seems I have to go into the menus to like hold them for cooking and stuff. There's a whole other thing. Um, so you've got a whole set of menus for like interacting with all the different things like meals, food, items, materials, all this stuff. Um, you've got, uh, an up arrow one that you navigate with the right stick for all the items and things that you could attach with fuse to like your arrows and whatnot. You've got, um, a radial wheel for all your shields. You've got a radial wheel for all your weapons, which break. You've got a radial wheel for, uh, your bows, which also break. And then you have to... Uh, you know, if you want to attach something to an arrow, you have to open up the little menu and then like select the thing and it'll attach and you'll have to do that each time you want to shoot uh, an item to your bow. It's a lot. It is a lot, like honestly. Um, And I've found that a lot of my playtime so far has been in those menus. Now, is there a way around that? I really don't know. If they couldn't figure it out, no one fucking can, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. But I don't. I also don't want to lie and pretend that like that's not a big deal. It is, um, and it's something that I think like you have to consider is like, is that the sort of gameplay you're interested in? 
right? And think about it too, like when you pick up an object, you have to rotate it around, do all this sort of moving position and place it, and you're using sort of the right camera to kind of do that. And they've done their best to make it easy to move objects and stuff, but it's not perfect, right? You're gonna spend a fair bit of time being like, wait, how do I get that? Ah, now I've got it, great, we're good. Um, and you can be beautifully creative. But if what I've just said nearly gives you an aneurysm, because I know there are people out there who when they go to play a game, they're like, I don't fucking care. I'm not here to play Minecraft. You will not have fun, okay? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, Rick, I am not sure this game is for you. In terms of what you love I'm about Zelda, I don't think this is for you. Um, that being said, even if it's not a game for you, you will probably still have fun enough. Um, but you may find yourself being a little micromanaged or, or having to micromanage a little bit with things. It's just the direction they're taking Zelda in, right? Um, and I think ultimately, it's probably the smart right way to go. I do think that if they had tried to stick to the more traditional Zelda... Now, I, a part of me does hope, and this is the little tiny part of me on the inside, really, 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 really hopes that we will get more 2D Zeldas, even if it's remakes in the laying of Link's Awakening, um, because I do think we are missing a little bit of some of that Zelda world. Now, they've done really cool dungeons and stuff, even the, like, there's more dungeons in this that I haven't got to yet, which I hear are incredible, so I'm very excited for that, because um, it sounds like they basically just said, like, all the complaints from Breath of the Wild, they were like, well, we just fixed all of them, <laughs> so that's awesome, right? Um, but that's basically just my warning for those who maybe are on the fence a little bit, um, just just listen to what you hear there. And like, if you are an individual who like, say, like, you know, Pally, you love those Slime Rancher games and whatnot stuff too, right? And like games like that or like Dragon Quest Builders, like these sorts of games, like if those are games that you're really into, holy shit, you're going to have an amazing time. <laughs> like you're going to like, you'll lose your mind with this thing um, because of the openness and the creativity. And I think especially young kids are going to like, they're going to go nuts with this thing because it kind of just lets you do whatever you want to do with it. Right? Like it's very much just like have fun. Um, you also could do really stupid things. I was like, I wonder, I put a bomb on a big stick and it just blew me up. <laughs> I was like, ah, at least I could do it. <laughs> um, so there's lots of that stuff, right? Like I, I can't, I don't want to undersell the creativity that's on, on, um, on display here. Right. Um, but I will admit that like, even as I've been playing it, I like, and maybe it's because I'm not fully off. There's like a tutorial island that you sort of start on, which is a very smart thing for them to have done. It's a very like good sort of long, like there's a couple shrines you have to go through that give you like the main key powers that are like really new and important to this game. Um, and I think it was really smart to start people out there. It's like sort of how like in Breath of the Wild, you had that plateau that you were on kind of deal. But uh, it's even more intensive in this one. Um, and the story stuff so far is actually pretty cool. Um, I think this is going to be one of the few Zelda games that actually has like a fairly compelling story to it. Um, so, cause like it, it does make me think a little bit of Majora's Mask in terms of the fact that it is darker um, as at its, at its start. It's got a lot of uh, um, real, um, what's that? Uh, oh shit. That Studio Ghibli movie. Princess Mononoke. That's it. Princess Mononoke. Thank you. Yes. With the arm and shit, like in the, the corruption and all that stuff. It's got some Princess Mononoke vibes in it. Big time. Um, I would argue yeah, that actually, they had to be hugely inspired by that. I actually watched the movie while I was waiting for the game. I didn't watch all of it because my nephew came home and we played other stuff to mm. uh, waiting for the game to, to come home to. So 
but yeah, the moment I saw the corrupted arm was like, hey, that looks familiar. And then yeah. the forest spirits, hey, that looks familiar too. Yeah, well, because of um, course, Zelda and Ghibli, like they're inspired by, um, by the Japanese same folklore, of, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, like, again, obviously this game's fucking good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just is. But even then, the best games in the world still aren't for everybody, right? Like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2, to me, is like one of the best games that I've played in my life. It's incredible. There are a lot of people who will find that game fucking boring um and it's the same thing with with breath with tears of the kingdom here like there will be individuals who will pop out this and they'll hop off a little bit i already can kind of tell that i'm not the target demographic but will still have fun with this so like playing this game i i already see myself being like i'm gonna have a good time i'm gonna play the whole thing i'm definitely not gonna try to go for everything um but like i'm going to thoroughly enjoy myself as i go along um i'm probably not going to really dive into the nitty-gritty stuff of cooking all these things and like all this like you know what can all this stuff connect to i'm gonna find a few things that work i still i still hate the weapon durability i fucking hate it so much <laughs> god damn it it's so annoying just because i don't like going into these fucking menus i just it's so much to play a game where i don't have to go into a menu every few minutes <laughs> I'm like Stop making me go to menus. <laughs> but... so conceptually i do kind of like that they said well we're keeping the durability but if you add something on, we'll let you start the weapon cycle again. Yeah, well, sort of. Um, oh, okay. That's not true. Uh, your weapons will just, oh. will break when you when they're fused. Yeah, I've. I've oh, I, I thought when you fuse something on the end of a weapon, you the weapon durability reset. No, no. no. I, it it sort does of. reset. Yeah, because a little, I have but a, not fully. I have a weapon that was about to break, and I fused like a rock to it, and it lasted like. Well, longer like it lasts longer because you get the rock on it now but so tops it up it doesn't replenish yeah here's the deal right your fused weapons break so i mean yeah they do but they last longer eh, a bit longer they don't last much longer it depends on what you fuse to it a rock sure lasts a long time but like a solid you know like you know guardian spiky thing breaks pretty fast like I've had most, a lot of my weapons, even ones that are made out of strong materials, I get to certain enemies and they'll break while I'm in the middle of the fight. And I get it. It's part of the game. Whatever. I just don't like it. <laughs> um, but again, again, listen, I get it. Got the fuse now. I just, I don't want to spend every single second looking at the ground trying to find shit to fuse. <laughs> or dropping things from my menu, from my, like, thing so I could fuse it to my fucking weapon. It's just a lot of menus. Um, anyway, it's fine. Like I said, I'm an old bitchy man, you know? That's just what I am. <laughs> I'm an old man who's like, I want my games to be simpler. Um, but that's that's my small, small complaint. Um, because the one, and, and the one thing, again, the one thing with the Ultra Hand that while I don't love it, because again, I feel like it's a little finicky and no one's ever really managed to, you know, nail the like manipulating objects in 3D space on a controller that well, you know what I mean? Um, that's always been, I think, a challenge. Um, it does open up cool puzzles, right? Like on that, you know, tutorial island, there's like an ice wall. And so you can cut down some trees and make like a wall for yourself to climb up, right? Like that's cool because you can't climb the ice. So like that to me is like, that's pretty neat. Um, that's like a cool use of, um this mechanic 
Um, but also, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, all right. So a lot of my puzzles now are just like, why don't you build a thingy? And you're like, all right, I'll build a thingy. Why do I have to build a thingy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's that like, so again, if you're somebody who sees an area and they're like, I have to build a thingy and that gets you excited. You're so happy. You're, this is, dude, do I have a game for you? <laughs> like, I am so happy for you. But if you're somebody who sees a thingy and goes, oh, I got to build a thing again. <laughs> then you're, uh, you might be getting old and uh, be a little bit like me. <laughs> yeah, right. Rick's like Ooh. me a little. <laughs> I mean, Listen, I've got to play Breath of the Wild first, so there's time. Like, I still think everyone should play it. It's just, you know, be warned. <laughs> yeah, though, you can get away without building, like, a lot of stuff. Uh, besides, like, the, the puzzles on some of the shrines, yeah. you can really get away without building stuff. Almost at all. Hmm. Not on that tutorial island. <laughs> but on that I know tutorial island, but in most places, you can... Uh, ignore or just do like the basic the most basic stuff like so, to just but that's the key thing that you just said you still got to do it you know what i mean you got to do the basic shit so again again i, I listen i don't want to harp on this too much i don't want to be the negative nancy it's just i want to warn people that it is a thing you have to do in this and because i know that a lot of people bounce off those types of games really fast um but you're right, Paolo. You don't have to build crazy structures or anything. You can build simple things. Um, but just know it is a thing you're going to have to engage with a fair bit, especially in puzzle stuff, like in, in temples. And things. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Paolo. What do you What do you think on that? On the Ultra Hand, like, have you been building crazy shit? I've been building some stuff. Uh, it 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 has been a lot more intuitive than I thought it would be because I don't usually. Like in Minecraft, I like having my mouse and keyboard because otherwise I don't know how the fuck I to place stuff. But for in the way they designed the Ultra Hand ability, it has been a lot easier to maneuver stuff around and sticking it to the um just putting stuff together. Um Sometimes you do want uh, some kind of platform to build your stuff on if you're putting wheels on it, because otherwise yeah. you're going to have a bad time with it. Uh, but usually they provide something uh, of, of that regard when they are, they are like piles of materials nearby. Oh my god. Uh, which is nice. That reminds me, pro tip, if you're building a fucking raft, be careful what weapon you use to hit the stupid fans. God. Don't use a blunt weapon. Like a maze or like a rock on a on the end of a stake, you're gonna break it. Yeah, I fucking broke my goddamn raft. I was so pissed off. I was like, no one warned me about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good learning moment. I was like, oh my god, okay. Do not don't use your axe neither. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I definitely didn't oh, use that. Stuff. But don't use anything with a rock or no, anything hard. Any any kind of weapon thing on the end of it. You gotta use a stick or some shit. Because uh, goddamn it, it'll break your raft in half. <laughs> I was like, I laughed at that. I thought that was actually pretty funny. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, my fucking raft's broken. <laughs> I was like, shit. Um, now I gotta fucking make a new one. Um, yeah, and you can cut down trees and stuff, which is sort of stupid, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? What? Just, yeah. I was cutting down trees for to make a bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
I placed my the my bridge like too close to where I was cutting. So I had to to cut like three more trees because you cut I, your <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, it wasn't fun. It was like yeah. ugh, god you, damn it. You learn the hard way in this game. They really they really are like you'll you'll never do that again. You like I won't ever do that again. <laughs> like, I have I have some like very like smart feeling moments where like one time I had to put like an, an air balloon in a certain place mm-hmm. and I put a dart on it so it started floating and then I realized that I had to put it like somewhere else for it to push a switch mm-hmm. and I was like how the fuck do I get my air balloon back because unless it disbounds I can't uh... so I just took an arrow I stuck a choo yelly at the end of it and um, because it, it has water on it mm-hmm. so i just turned off the torch got the air balloon back put it where it was supposed to be and ignited the torch again so i was like hey this was supposed to make sense that it does make sense in the game so yes yeah so moments like that really make me happy because there's there are moments where i think hey does this work to have the developers plan for it and one way or another it works like I, my boyfriend was uh making a vehicle like a, a, a car and he made um i the storage thing for the car and it had like a bunch of rockets on it because it was like hey i might need them later because you can't just pocket them so they have he had yeah. to to make a storage solution for it and it work and it was stupid but it worked so and in in another moment he was like hey what happens if if i attach oh yeah when he was on the um on his pirating adventures he found a rocket for the first time and he thought it was a, a rocket launcher so he attached it to his chip and hit it and the chip went up and up and up. You're like, fuck, there goes my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when he lost it, but it, it was a lot of fun. And in another moment, he was like, um, a place full of, how do they call it? It's not malice anymore. It's called gloom. And that sticky thing that, by the way, if you touch it, it will diminish the amount of maximum health you have until you either heal with uh, a very special meal you have to prepare, or you get the fuck out of there. And... Seems like they took a a lesson in a tunic, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Somehow, he flipped his car, and it was like... And Link was just clinging to the, I don't know what part of the car was, but he was clinging to it for dear life because the, the car like flipped and was like just on top of a wall of, of, of that thing, of Bloom. And he was like, hey, how do I get out of here? In the end, he was, he had to just um, accept that he would have to lose one of his hearts for a little bit and flip the vehicle that way and attach a rocket and get and got the fuck out of there. But when he was like, hey, can you help me with this? 
or like, hey, I, I kind of need help. I'm, I'm in quite a pickle here. And I saw him and was like, well, good luck, soldier. I have no answer for your question there. <laughs> I have no answer for your problem there. Um, You're on your yeah, own. I, <laughs> yeah. And um, you can attach like the, um, like an actual driving wheel equivalent to your vehicle to make it easier to drive, but I haven't found those yet. So my solution uh, right now, because I, I went exploring down the river, my solution was to just keep um, placing and replacing the, the fans like uh, one on one place or another place of the raft. So I have to constantly use Ultra Hand for that uh, purpose. So it works like you you can detach things you're on like really easily, but it is uh, a bit more cumbersome if you're not like on the vehicle and you try to detach it because you move the whole thing. Um, the thing is, is that I got to the end of that river and got to a cave and enemies I haven't seen uh, entered the scene and just kill me. And it was like, hey, I think I'm not supposed to go this way. I had four hearts at the moment. <laughs> now I have like seven, so and I killed that enemy for. Oh, and I told you guys, I had a very scary experience because I dived down a cave and found, I'm not going to say which kind of enemy, but I found an enemy that had the creepiest music and it also had the creepiest laughter. And I had to run the flag away from there because I tried to to hit it with an arrow to see like how much health I it would I would take from him from it, and it wasn't much. <laughs> and I was I didn't have a lot of arrows or like a lot of weapons in general, and I didn't know what happened if if it if it was able to grab me so it was like yeah no i'm getting the fuck out of here too and i did uh, manage to get uh, an item from that cave but it was scary and i didn't know how to get out of there so i have to just uh, trust on whatever abilities link had at the moment and get the hell out of there because it was scary. Uh, I wonder if you you haven't le you haven't left the tutorial area, Alex, have you? No, I haven't left yet. I, I'm 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 making my way pretty slowly through this area. I mean, to be fair, like I I've been playing more of the other game that I've been playing, which I'll talk about after. Um, so like I I'm gonna be playing a lot more of it this week because I'll be playing it on the bus, basically. You know what I mean? It's like it's my transit game. Which I actually think is gonna be perfect for that because it's very uh um it is very pick up and play. I've noticed that I can't I don't know what it is. This game in particular, I haven't been able to play long sessions of. I've been very uh I I found it hasn't been for me personally conducive to long sessions. It's been more of like a pick up for a little bit and play a bit and then just like chill out with it. Um but anyway, my I have all the intentions of playing through a lot more of it over the uh, uh, over the week. That's my that's my intention. Nice. It is funny because um the exact opposite. I have been playing for fifteen hours so far. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I have been playing maybe for a couple hours. 
Like Let, let's give some context to the audience. So the game released on the 12th. Uh, it's currently the 14th. So that's like <laughs> maybe one out of every three hours that Paola has lived since launch. Uh, <laughs> she has been playing Zelda. And yeah, I hope at tracks. least another one of those every three hours you've been sleeping, which means not a lot of time for anything that's not called Tears of the Kingdom in the past 72 hours for Paola. Yeah, it it has been a while, right? I, I'm still taking breaks between some longer sessions because I I, I I've waited <laughs> for this game like four years since it was announced, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't want to finish it in like less than a month. So I'm taking my. It doesn't look like it because it's yeah. just. I was about to say art. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm gonna try to to not devour the game like in in a week or two because I really want to retain what has been going on in the game and if I I know because I've I've binged series um and then I don't remember shit of anything yeah. afterwards so I'm trying to at the very least, take breaks every two or three hours when the Switch battery is, is running low. Well, that? By the way, the Switch, my Switch is like the other one Switch, like a V1. Hmm. And it has been holding up really well. Besides, like, it, the board thing is six years already. And even though with Pokemon Scarlet, it was like trying to fly off the stratosphere because the fan was so loud. It hasn't been that way with Tears of the Kingdom, even though it's clearly a more intense game. Yeah, so, well, it's also a better engineered game. Yeah, the, <laughs> like I, I'm still like surprised at how seamless going from the the sky to the to the ground to the underground has been, because there's no loading screens in between. Of course, I've already seen like a couple of times where the frame rate frame rate dips a little bit yeah the frame rate's been taking a few hits for me yeah but most of the time i don't notice like major frame rates or like poppings or anything so i don't know what the wizards are Ninten- at nintendo has had done to this game to make it run as well as it does because the the i feel like the the, the mere fact that it runs and it doesn't lag every two frames is a fucking miracle yeah i will say i have noticed a fair bit of like blurriness i think is maybe the best way to describe it like it's a little like it the game's not sharp you know what i mean (laughs) like there's a little bit of a uh details are a bit a bit a bit fuzzy um, on some areas, which is fine because it's it's stylized, so I don't think it's like super noticeable or anything. But put it this way: when it, when when I booted up the game, I definitely didn't feel like wow. Times have sure changed since Breath of the Wild. You know what I mean? You're more like, oh look, it's Breath of the Wild again, um, <laughs> which is fine. You know, like it's fine. It's a Switch, but I should say it does it does feel a little bit like you're like, all right. Might be time to tell me when you're going to bring out your next thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Which the the amusing is. thing is just how quickly emulations come on. That will run better on the Steam Deck than it will on original hardware. Oh, it definitely will. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like day and day. Mental. Anyway. Yeah, it was sorry, so funny. IGN ta- commented on it like, 
on the first day of its release, Speedrunner beats in this amount of time. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm sure that was the first time they ever played the game. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> Uh, it's like, yeah, all right, sure, 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 folks. <laughs> it's the first Kentucky time they can tell you a different story. Yeah, uh, exactly, right? I was like, it's the first time they can maybe legally play the game, but uh, I think they mm. might have played the game before. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Maybe that speedrunner hasn't, but I'm just saying. It's been out there for a little bit. But I am playing it legally, all right? So don't get on my back, Nintendo, if you're not listening. <laughs> 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 the lawyers are like swiper and he's been told no swiping three times like oh yeah bro nintendo <laughs> has been going hard man they have been fucking just like striking people down left right and center um yeah fucking even like a lot of peers was just like streaming it got fucking struck down by nintendo on twitch just streaming nintendo's own preview footage it's like huh this is the part that we're supposed to be allowed to share <laughs> like nintendo calm down jesus christ um some fact it'll get you i think they struck down the the tool they used to um to drop the files from the switch lock pick it was used lock to dump pick, your yeah. own official keys which is kind of fucked like i get it it's circumventing copy protection but also like eh. oh yeah yeah i mean Look, are we surprised that Nintendo is overreaching and being anti-consumer? No. <laughs> no, ob- obviously not. No. Yeah, this is their uh, this is their modus operandi. <laughs> but anyway, they made a good game, so good good for you guys. Um, good good for them. Proud of them. Yeah, I'll I don't know where we're going. More... Moving on, Resident Evil. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. We just got like sucked into a vortex there of <laughs> <laughs> like just Nintendo stuff. But anyway, I, I I should say like why don't I just talk real quick about um, the other games I'm playing because I have not touched Moon Scars to be just completely honest with you because Zelda has come out and my life is owned by it now. Um, uh, but um, I have been playing a lot more Resident Evil Four Remake. I am not like close to being done, but I'm like nearing the three quarters of the way through point um because i'm on chapter 11 now i think and there are 16 chapters in the remake um i okay i'm cooling on it like just a tiny bit um before to me i felt like it was perfect i i do think it's more like a 9.5 right now um and it's only because there's just there's just like little 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 things that have been added that i'm like "Mm, you maybe didn't need that um there are some sections where you play as ashley which they did have like a little bit of those they're not really necessary, you know? Like, it's just kind of run away, right? Uh, and, like, loosely puzzle-ish. And I get why they're there, and they're inoffensive, you know what I mean? Like, they're not like, oh, why is this in here? But it's also kind of like, bro, this isn't why I'm here, you know what I mean? And, like, they're also not that scary, because you know that, like, it's it's kind of weird, right? Like, for some reason, I actually find it less frightening when I play as someone like Ashley, because I know that I can't fight back. So I know that the answers always run away. Which... Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know how that suddenly is almost, to me at least, it, it maybe it's just because I play a lot of horror games. I'm, for other people, it might be, like, horrifying. But, like, for me, I'm just like, well, the answer is just run. Uh, which doesn't feel very frightening to me. It just feels like that's what you have to do. You just got to run now. Um, so that's my only, like, minor quibble. 
Um, the story is still great. Um, I do like the little changes that they've been making. Um, the room, like in general, the castle, I feel like has had the most changes to it. Um, and in a good way, I think, because the castle actually feels like a very real castle at this point. Like I can really tell where I am in it. And like, it actually seems to be like, you know, organized as like a real castle. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, the bolt thrower is fucking busted. <laughs> like I, uh, I love, like, it's cool that they added it, but man, that thing can get really powerful. And then you just get to pick up all the bolts. So I, I'm like, I like, I'm glad they added it. It's cool that they've got it in there, but it is sort of funny that you're like, damn, this thing is like sort of fucking busted. Um, but I'm not going to complain. If Capcom wants to throw in shit to bust their own game, I'm down. I'm fine with that. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's slightly varied. They have introduced some slightly more challenging bosses that I think drain your ammo a little bit more. So I suppose it's a little bit of like a, a balance with that. Um, then again, I've also played Resident Evil 4 many times <laughs> so you know what i mean like i maybe i'm not the optimal person like you know everything i say is like from somebody who's played this so many times that i know every i know this game inside and out like the back of my goddamn hand it's the game i've replayed the most in out of all games ever i this is the maybe pokemon red in all its iterations but no no you know what resident evil 4 still does that one um so anyway it's fucking dope it's still fucking dope. Little quibbles like with the Ashley stuff and like the side quests can kind of fuck up the pace a little bit because you kind of, it's my fault because I'm the kind of player who like where I'm introduced to something like that. I'm like, well, I would like to find all the treasures now and I would like to go do all that stuff so I can do like trading. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, I'm like, and you let else? it ruin your own game. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm doing that a little bit, but then I'm also like, but it's also your fault game because you want me to do that. Right. Like, it's not like you don't want me to do that. So, mm, you know, like I'm like a little torn on it. Like I'm like, I get that. It's not fully on you game but I still feel like it is. <laughs> um, combat's still great. Um, still scary as shit. If you found enemies in Zelda scary, probably, I think you'd find this one pants shittingly terrifying. There's some good stuff in it that is like, there are a few enemies in this that I'm like, fuck, these goddamn things. Get me every time. <laughs> They're just so powerful and fucking go after you. But Leon's great. My partner is so funny. She was like, oh, he's got good hair. And I was like, yeah, Leon's a hunk. <laughs> um so yeah i don't know i don't have a lot more to say about it it's really fun i recommend it i still think you should both try it out at some point in your lives um after you've played the many 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 games that you have on the go <laughs> one uh, day maybe i've uh, i've got the wii version bouncing around somewhere mm, and there's a part of me that kind of thinks like one of the best versions that might be the yeah no it genuinely is the the pointer controls in that are awesome honestly awesome uh i i've played that one almost want to play that one again um i i think that the the best version is the vr version that version is truly like in terms of resident evil it's the best um because holy hell is it fun now i don't know if you should play that as your first go at resident evil 4 though um and anyway you don't have a quest or so whatever but uh i do think the wii is like honestly the best one um, because man, you pop off headshots, like it ain't no one's fucking business. And it is super satisfying. It like sells the whole purpose of the Wii. Um, so highly recommend. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, well, there you go. 
Uh, anyway, I don't know. Uh, Pala, maybe you should rinse out yours and then, uh, Rick, you can take the stand. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll jump in. I'll jump in at this stage. Or are you saying Pala first, then me? Hang on. I was saying the, 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 the second one. <laughs> but you can do the other one if you that's want. It's up fine. to you. <laughs> you know what? It, it's fast approaching midnight at the ah. time of recording. That's, that's my excuse. Paolo, go ahead. Okay, so I've been playing Pokemon Emerald because I got finally, finally, finally my Easy Flash uh, Omega for my TVA. So finally I have access to any uh, Game Boy Advance game that I would ever wish for. I already transferred like the almost 200 games that I had downloaded somewhere because they sounded either interesting just for the meme or because there were multiplayer and my boyfriend has his own um, Easy Flash and a Game Boy. So maybe we'll start playing together once I recover my uh, link cable from home. And so far, I haven't even gotten to the first game. I'm just I was just trying to get a route and holy crap, it took way too long to get a route on. I forgot the number of the route, but it was the one after the uh, the first one with a Pokemon Center. And where Wally, where Wally was it? Was it Wally? I don't remember the name of the boy. I'm sorry. I think it I is Wally, isn't it? I, I think it is too, but where Wally catches his trolls, I was looking for one, and I always, always, when he he catches the trolls, I'm like, you son of a bitch, lucky bastard. <laughs> I had to look for that trolls for like half an hour. Uh, anyway, I started my game with a mudkeep, his name is Mango, hmm. and uh, it is the first time I'm starting up the game with, uh, with a mudkeep. I've played this game many, many times before, like, not Emerald, but the Ruby Sapphire versions, and even the Omega Ruby on Alpha Sapphire. And I always either chose some Atrico or a Torchic, so this is gonna be interesting. And also, I've been playing Fireman Engage, which, by the way, I haven't played since uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out, but I am currently on Chapter 22. Yeah, 22. So, um, fastly, hopefully fastly approach, quickly approaching the end of the game, I think, because there are like 26 or 27 chapters, main chapters, but I've been doing all the paralogues, so who knows how long it will take me, because it has already taken me like 30-something hours to get to this point, so I don't know how much longer I have before I beat it. My stance on the game mechanics, uh, well, it stands. Like, I feel like this is a very fun game to play. Maybe the story is not up, up to snuff to, anyone, to everyone uh, listening, but at the very least, if you like Fire Emblem for the gameplay, you're going to love this one. If you don't care about the story, like you, you're really going to love this one just for the gameplay. And even though Alex might say otherwise, because he... <laughs> <laughs> we know how I feel. <laughs> we all know how you feel, Alex. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it from me. Rick, take it away. Okay, so I've got a few games still on the go. Couple old, couple new. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I have played a good few hours more of actually. Um, interestingly, the more I've gone on, the more I feel like I've actually started taking advantage of the combat system. Um, in the opening hours, I was very content just to carry on slashing away with Cloud and let the other characters sort of do their thing for the most part. Um, since minor, minor spoiler, uh, Aerith joined my party. Um, because of the way she's set up and she's very reliant on magic and a little bit squishy otherwise, uh, I found myself switching more and more between characters um, to move them around the game space and do various things, uh, particularly in... Um, the the optional battles that you have to obtain new summon material uh i think it's pushed me to to test the limits of this battle system a little bit more um still think this is fantastic uh still think the ps4 is, is showing um its age on this game more than any other i can think of playing on it um but overall still a fantastic game um and i'm enjoying cracking through it uh, ditto Radiant Historia. Uh, this game is starting to pick up steam. Um, the combat remains engaging, as does the story. Um, I love playing it on a little handheld that could. And I'm sort of kicking myself that I've waited this long with this game just sat, sat on my shelf waiting to be played. Um, played a little bit more of Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Adventure number one on Switch. I have to say, I think I like the idea of an RPG around the taiko drumming much better in concept than in reality. A um, couple of little foibles with this one. The encounter rate is quite high, um, and the way encounters are set up, uh, the moment that your enemy's health goes to zero, the song just stops abruptly. Um, I actually think I would have much enjoyed maybe a, a rejigged setup with a much lower encounter rate, but where I'm playing through the songs start to finish. Um, however you make that happen. Um, reminds me a little bit as well of, of discussions we were having a couple of weeks ago around South Park, the Stick of Truth, and one other game, in the sense that the RPG is just an excuse for you to play taiko drums in a structure. Um, mm. And while that's nice up to a point, I don't necessarily feel like I need that as much as I did before I started playing the game. Uh, again, by no means a bad game. It just has some limitations that are becoming clearer the more I play it. Um, bottom line is, playing Taiko Drum at home will never not be fun. So, you know. Um, and then two new games I will mention as well. I played a lot more Rocket League because they fixed the controller thing. I'm back in champ, baby. So... Nice. Lots of that going on in the background as well. Um, two brand new games uh, for me. The first of those uh, is an interesting one. Um, were either of you aware that the Galgun series got a Castlevania rip-off spin-off thing starring, uh -huh. starring the two characters from Double Piece? Um, it is called the Galgun on... series. Sorry? Having that Castlevania spin-off. Yeah. They went like, yeah, okay, okay. Um, and it's actually not bad. So the fun thing is they've they've used exactly the same um, initials. So Galgon Double Piece instead of that Gal Guardians 
demon purge and basically their school has become a devil's castle that they're fighting through it's much more castlevania than metroid um it is linear levels uh that you can then go back and revisit with power-ups you've obtained later so it sort of takes that metroidvania concept and plants it in a more conventional castlevania structure uh the impression i get is that you essentially want to beat the game and then go back and pick up all the collectibles you've missed a second time for the true end while i like the game i don't think i'm going to be doing that um because who's got time for that? And also, <laughs> while I'm enjoying the game, um, because it's set up like a, a conventional Castlevania, uh, there is no map. Um, feels like the kind of thing I'd have to do with a guide, and it would be more trouble than it's necessarily going to give back in enjoyment. Um, mechanically, it's quite interesting. Uh, because you've got two characters, I think it's technically playable in co-op, or you can switch between them on the fly. Um, one of the protagonists is a melee-focused character um, with fairly low health. The other character has a higher health bar and fires um, Uzis, which is a very different take on that kind of game. But a lot of the enemies are, are built around that, where one or the other is more effective. Um, you pick up different sub-weapons as the game progresses, and they can allow you to freeze enemies, do grappling uh they give you a lot of cool functions i have to say some of those functions i wish weren't tied to this game's standing for hearts because i think it discourages you to uh play around with traversal and actually explore the game world uh, i understand where they were going but there are some actions where they don't have those points usage and i think they should have made that more widespread um but the combat's reasonably fun um, the level design, you know, lack of a map notwithstanding, is reasonably good. It all makes sense. The pixel art's fantastic. This is Inti Creates. They know what they're doing um, with pixel art on modern consoles. Um, one other really interesting thing it does, and I'm not sure where I sit on whether this is a good or a bad thing or not, um, it has a system where if one character dies, uh, the other character gets spawned at a checkpoint, and then has to fight their way back on their own to the fallen character and mash a button to perform CPR on them, in essence, to revive them with half health. Uh, that includes in boss fights. So it kind of completely wrecks the cadence of boss fights. I like it in the regular levels because it gives you some risk-reward in terms of how you approach different combat scenarios uh, and adds an extra layer of tension. Um, in boss battles, because there's a, a, help, a healing spot right before, it just kind of trivializes those battles. It makes them a, a, a battle of attrition rather than a test of skill um, mm. in a way that I don't think works in the game's favor. So that's been one that I'm trying to wrap my head around. On the whole, I'm enjoying it. It doesn't seem super long. I've been playing for maybe two, two and a half hours. I think I'm, I'm past the halfway point. Um, based on little bits that I've Googled and, and checked online. Um, not quite what I was expecting as well, I have to say. I, I did expect a, a more conventional Metroidvania, um, and in that sense, it has been uh, a nice surprise to see it. It hues more to the classic Castlevania structure. Um, and then one last game I've been playing, um, I've dipped in on a whim to the first of four DLC chapters from Muramasa Rebirth. 
uh, specifically a course to Daikon for. Um, what I love about the Muramasa DLCs is that they are each their own sort of three-ish hour self-contained narrative within that universe in the same locations. And rather than uh, like the main game, having hundreds of blades that you craft and can switch between and move around, you will generally have a static loadout and some changes to the way that combat works. So uh, in a course of Daikon 4, you play as a farmer. Uh, as such, rather than you know wielding um, samurai swords and, and having uh, the ghost of Muramasa forge them, um, instead you fight with um, makeshift farming equipment. So your three weapons for the campaign are a hoe, uh, a bamboo spear, and sickles that you can throw. Um, and instead of forging those swords, you have a training menu uh, where you can um, essentially exchange those souls for sort of stat buffs and equipables and things like that. Um, one more thing, other thing that it does is when you use your sort of area of effect attack with switching weapons when you build up enough meter, um, another farmer comes in and your attack basically doubles because they'll mimic the attacks that you're doing. Um, it's probably my least favorite of the four DLC chapters from memory. Um, it has been several years since I've played any of the DLC, so that might be subject to change this time around. But from memory, um, this was the weakest one. Um, the campaign where you play as Nekamata probably goes beyond even the heights that the main campaign reach, and the other two were great. And, you know, I'm, I'm par with the main campaign. So we'll, I guess we'll see how I feel about those on replay. Um, with a course to Daikon for, like, there's a lot of congruence in the Luda narrative. Um, a lot of things that they do to change the moveset and tweak the combat tie in thematically and narratively to what's going on in the campaign. Um, it's very, very cohesive and while that doesn't necessarily make for a better gameplay experience per se, um, I think it does make for a, a really captivating campaign. And about a third of the way through, I've, I've played just shy of an hour of this. Um, that memory is accurate to my experience on replay as well. Um, that is me on all of those shall we roll into our topic this week i think so amazing so uh for the people who aren't aware listening to this podcast um this month marks the hundredth uh game of the month um in the video game book club that we run over um on the how long to beat forums i say we royal we the forums myself alex paula don't run that um it is mostly uh, a combination of uh, Nalb, uh, used to be Pongsfu, some other community members, um, and Tiamat Abitage doing the polls and, and what have you. Um, so there's been some really cool posts on the on the forum, mainly from Nalb, to be fair, highlighting some sort of highlights and lowlights in terms of uh, most discussed games, games that have been on there that have been most backlogged, um, things like that. Uh, and there's a both a chronological and some, you know, people's personal rankings lists of the games that have been in that. Um, because we've got triple features and things like that, over the hundred 
months that we've done it, uh, there have been 133 games played. Um, and a little claim to fame, and I'll be honest, I've completely forgotten about this before I went back and sort of had a skim through the old forum posts in preparation for this. Uh, the first ever game that the book club played was Beneath a Steel Sky, uh, and that was nominated by yours truly. Well, well, well. So a little, little bit of how long to beat law there. Um, and I, I say, you know, it was nominated by me. This was before we did polls because it was a brand new idea. And I was like first on the draw to suggest it. And everyone's like, oh, that sounds good. And we just sort of did it. Um, I think the, the first <laughs> game that was officially voted via poll was Parasite Eve, um, which I don't think I nominated, but I did play. And I remember not being super enthralled by. Um, That's a game you had to be there for. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it still has merit, um, but that sort of early 3D era where they're still trying to work out the controls, a lot of the games from that time just don't don't cut the mustard for me. Final Fantasy VII in its original incarnation was the same. I found it so horrendously slow. Um, I couldn't get to grips with it. Um, I think that's another one that I played when we did it as a game of the month. It's an interesting thing because I feel like a lot of the discussion that happened around the game of the month, I was very, very switched on with when it first started. And then as we've done the podcast and a lot of the discussions moved here, while it has gone from strength to strength, undoubtedly, um, I've probably been less engaged with it. Um, yeah. I don't know if that holds true for you guys as well. Yeah, yeah I've, same. I'll put it this way. I feel like I engage a bit with the video game book club the way that most book club members do where it's like, I fucking love this idea. And then it, is, and then it slips away from me. You know what I mean? Um, it's also hard because a lot of the games that have been nominated, like when I look through the lists um, there, it tends to be that I've actually played the games before they get mm. nominated. And then once they're nominated, I'm like, shit. I already played that. <laughs> I'm not going to play it again. You yeah. know what I mean, right? I'm not going to play it again, but then I like to read what people are saying about it. Like I do enjoy doing that. Um, and there's been some pretty big ones. Like when I look at this list, like even just from the the full list here, which I think he's uh, Anab has um, put the full list in the list by uh, time to beat. I think yeah, by time to beat. Like when mm -hmm. I look at this first one, like I've played Persona Five, Elden Ring. I haven't beaten, but played beaten Breath of the Wild, Fallout Four, Lost Odyssey, X Zero, Dragon or Borderlands Two. Like almost all these games. Like I've played a lot of the games on this list here. Um, mm -hmm. Which is nice. Actually, yeah, when I look at this list, I've played a fuck ton of these games, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's the deal, right? Is that like a lot of them, um, a lot of the time I find, and it's interesting because I think the uh, the community is so fascinating in terms of like their like uh, tastes and like what, what games get voted for uh, and get um, selected. And, you know, it's hard to guess because like you might think like, oh, the game that is like most easily accessible will be the one that gets picked. But like there really is not necessarily any like pure rhyme or reason to it, you know, um, mm. like I think it'd be interesting to try to see if there are sort of statistics on that. But I really don't think it's the case. Like I used to think like maybe if you pick one that most people can access, but no, it's just kind of like. Just depends what people are interested in for that month. Um, but um. There's, there's Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. I was going to say. But I just think it's incredible, personally. I think it's quite the achievement to get to 100 freaking um, months of Game of the Month. I mean, it, it to me, it's a bit of a testament to how this community just 
sticks around, you know? And the fact that you were there for the first mm-hmm. time too, that's impressive. Like I'm obviously more of like, I, I came in later, like out of the, the three of us, I'm the one who came in uh, sort of the, the latest to uh, how long to be. Um, and so I, to be honest, didn't even really realize just how long this has been going on for. I mean, I think I've always recognized like the numbers next to, uh, you know, the months and stuff, but I don't think I ever really like properly clocked the fact that it was like, oh yeah, that means it's been going on for over eight years. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was February, 2015 when Beneath the Still Sky was the, was the game of the month. I'm just processing that having said it out loud. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I mean, it, like you say, it it being around all of it for a while. I, I, it's nearly been a decade that I've been on the forums, right? Which is which is kind of kind of nuts. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, because obviously, I think a lot of us, not all of us, but there 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 is a cohort of us who became even more active when the pandemic hit, right? Like that. Um, I think mm-hmm. there was like an increase in activity and whatnot. But it's like there was a vibrant community, you know, that has been on here now for a decade, <laughs> over a decade, mm. right? Um, and to see this this continuing and like to see the, uh, to see it keep up. And like every month I'm always excited to vote. And I, you know, some months lately I haven't been nominating as much because again, my game playing has like sort of taken a little bit of a hit because of all my work that I do. Um, high school teacher life. But that being said, um, I'm always excited to see kind of what's coming. Um, and then the offshoots too that have come from this, right? Because yeah, Game of the Month is big, but then we also have the Itch.io games, the April Fool's Month, the like all the different little events that have sort of really, they, they've come about because of Game of the Month, right? Mm. And I, I think the book club is an interesting uh, point for how the community has moved around, particularly like you say, with the pandemic, because I see a lot of those discussions happening on the Discord now where it used to be they were primarily on the forums. Um, and I think that that's an interesting change in terms of how you integrate with it. I mean, Discord versus forum is always a little bit interesting, right? Because a forum post is always going to be more measured um, than, than a, a, a post on a Discord server is going to be. Um, but equally, there's, there's something more immediate about the Discord posts, I think. Um, I would love to probably lean this more towards um memories of ones we've taken part in hmm. um and and memories of ones that have that have been sort of particular to us have you guys got any particular memories for ones like those mainly uh the first one of the first nominations i did was for the lane of zelda the wing waker and mm-hmm. that actually won game of the month that month yeah zelda and... has the most games Besides bit trip. Yeah, I I did an attempt to I think I did an attempt to try and and beat it that time because um I have a history with that game that I a certain point for some reason I something I'll, something happens always that it leads me to uh, take like a break from gaming in general and then I come back and I don't remember what the hell I was doing. So that time was no exception. I think I didn't even make it to the temple of the uh, the ocean king. I think it was hmm. the, the the tower thingy, which I don't remember the name of. Uh, which is like 
midpoint for for that Zelda game. Mm. Uh, I think we played a short hike because of Game of the Month, or was yeah, it? Yeah, I of, yeah, we played a short hike because that was in August month. of 2021, and so I'm pretty sure it was. But I might have played it before. I really don't remember. I do remember talking and communicating with Short Hike, though. I remember talking about it with the, the group because I uh, I very much like that one. And Oracle of Ages, I really... I didn't participate in it as much because I had just played it, actually, like, a little while before, but I really enjoyed uh, watching people play through that. And, like, you know, I was at least reading and, and talking through it. And, of course, Hamtaro. That was the greatest moment. Hamtaro um, yeah. was a nice experiment. <laughs> That's... A true masterpiece. <laughs> It, it was a lovely moment for the community around a mediocre game. That yeah. That's where I'm at with that one. I think the best part about the book club is that it just nudges you to play things that you might not otherwise get around to. Uh, Chris the Necrodancer, really recent example of that. Um, that's a game that would have sat on my Vita for years and probably been untouched if it weren't for that nudge. Um, I think back to Transistor being a similar thing. Um, I think back to Replaying Journey. Um, I think back mm. to um, Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap. Um, lots of games where there's Nudge Hades, another one, although I yeah. think I played it six months after it was Game of the Month. But it, it's having that reason to go to a game, whether it's one that you pick up because of that or one that was just sat in the background otherwise. I know. It's so hard for me yeah. to remember because so many of these games, like Pyre, for instance, I think I might have played Pyre when it was Game of the Month. Um such a good game too that's the the you know the uh the like super giant basketball sim yeah yes. right Pyre, but, Pyre is phenomenal like not basketball but is basketball yeah that game is so good and i think i played it around the time when everyone uh, around game of the month it, it, again like you said it's hard because sometimes i see something in game of the month and i'm like yeah man i really want to play that um like for instance fool's choice last month was fucking conquer's bad fur day and i actually really wanted to play that but i didn't get around to it like you know what i mean it's just like so mm -hmm. often. And I think the thing with Game of the Month too, though, is that, and Nob does this quite a bit as well, and I, I think I'm going to start taking a little more of a cue from this, is that, like, you can just come back to it later. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing stopping you from just, like, popping into a thread, even, like, a years later. It's like, that's what they're there mm -hmm. for, right? It's like, pop in and talk about them a bit, and there's often somebody who'll be like, oh, yeah, cool, or, like, add a little comment, you know? Um and on that, it's worth saying props to Nelp for keeping a meticulous list of what was nominated when yeah. and links to all of the relevant posts, which are really fun little time capsules into those games. I mean, yeah. for context, the Pyre playthrough, and it looks like you did play it for Game of the Month. I've just had a quick skim, Alex. Yeah. That was two and a half years ago. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. But it's cool because you can see that that conversation as it happened. Yeah, because um, yeah, you're in there too. And yeah, I was in, in there as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a second copy of the game that I gave away because it turns out they give me a giftable copy to go with it for some reason. And that was on my PlayStation um, 4. Christ, I don't even have that anymore. That's an interesting <laughs> way to play that game. Why? I don't know. I feel like from memory, it was better suited to keyboard and mouse. I might be talking out my ass here. Oh, but... it works great on controller. I, I mean, I didn't have any issues at least. <laughs> Go figure. I have to say, one of the other games that I do remember is The Prince of Persia 2008, because mm -hmm. I think that one was nominated when I was a guest on the Season 1 podcast, and we were supposed to play it a little bit to talk about uh, the, the game or something like that, or mm -hmm. was it? 
and I did uh, remember like finding a, a playthrough and watching it because for some reason I couldn't play it at that uh, time. And I think that that was the first uh, time I was like in any sort of podcast or media um, on on YouTube, like after the, that without counting my old YouTube channel that is kind of dead at the moment. But that aside, it was uh, quite the memorable uh, experience for me because that that experience in particular kind of like make me go and pursue the season two uh, audition. Hmm. Mm. What a game to to have that effect on you, though. It's like the most mid game going. Yeah, it was it it was a <laughs> mid game going, but uh, the experience around it was kind of fun. Hmm. And weirdly, a game where it had story DLC, but somehow got away with it. Like we remember Asura's Wrath really badly for that reason, but I feel like this game kind of got a pass for just cutting off the last chapter of the story and selling its DLC. You know, sorry, I I was just thinking more about ones that I've participated in, and I think I participated in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because I remember playing that game in that summer. I just don't know if I... I Oh, okay. You did, you beat it, because I played I it did. not long after and could not vibe with it. Yeah, you did. That game was dope, man. That game was so fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um... I had such a fun time with that because I was playing that on my new like PC at the time. I was stuck in, actually, this is fun, a fun memory for me at least because it was 10 months ago when I was in Grand Prairie. This little random middle of fucking nowhere town in Alberta because my partner had to be out there for three months. And so I remember sitting at this freaking like shitty glass table just playing Metal Gear Rising in them. So hot out at that time too, but having a blast with that fucking <laughs> thing. Um, it was like, some of the first games that I was playing, well, not the first games, but I was really going to town on Oh, that reminds me, I gotta get my arcade stick out. Arcade games. Anyway, now I'm just going through memory lane a little bit, but I guess that is the beauty of these kind of game of the months. And, and realistically, like like you said, I probably participate less because it does feel like the podcast in some ways is like game of the month every time. Because <laughs> we're just talking about our games in so many ways, right? And like talking about our experiences with them. It's like when I had the backlogs, um, you know, remember the, the backlog blogs, right? When those popped up, um, those sort of, for us at least, at least for me at least, sort of went fell to the wayside. Because, pal, I know you had one as well. Fell to the wayside a little bit as the podcast came about. You can only talk about games so many times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, my idea just came and went, and I got nothing on my head right now. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I think no we're... Plus Kevin t- we're all kind of uh, at the end there. I don't know, Rick, did you have anything else you wanted to add on here? I've got a deep cut in a very different tone. Oh. Uh, a game called Stories, The Path of Destinies, which we played in August 2018. Um, and I kind of hated, was not a fan of that one at all. But I think that was probably one of the more interesting discussions that we had around a game. Because it, it, it I think some people thought it was okay. Um, but my memory of most, in fact, yeah, skimming, Tiamat gave it an eight. But I think most everyone else, myself included, definitely fell on the bottom half of the of the spectrum. Um, and I think that made it one of the more interesting discussions because there was a bit more variance. You know, you play a game like Hades and it's like, oh, this is incredible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one sticks out in my head. It's kind of hard with games that are like 
really good because you kind of get stuck like you said in that trap of where it's like fun game it's part of why like i i almost like to to to, um suggest games that i think might be a little divisive but then who the fuck's gonna vote for the divisive game you know what i mean right like you want to vote for the great games because you want to play the games but then it's also like it's a little bit like you know like with a book club right like you don't want to pick the book that is just perfect because then it's hard mm. to talk about. You want to pick that book that's got stuff that you can you can really discuss, right? Like ideas mm-hmm. or things that you can sort of pick. And it's why I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed when we did Pyre, because Pyre has all these different endings. And so like you, we could really talk through the choices and what you were making, right? Um, whereas a game like Hades, it's like, well, what the fuck do you talk about, right? Because like there's not much to talk about besides it's like great game. Uh, <laughs> there yeah. are like secrets and stuff and like and dialogue and whatnot. But like, yeah, games that tend to be a little more, um, like you said, stories like, games like that that are a little more divisive sometimes make for the best book club games because they're the ones that you know you have a lot to say about and where we can learn more about why we don't like those games but that's also just me i like the sort of critical look like if you're coming to book club just to play really good games and be like guys isn't this great that's also totally valid (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and that's the beauty of game of the month is that i think we've had both those types of games many times Hmm. Yeah. Also, I remember that I played a uh, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Rick, I didn't yeah, like you, it. You burned. Shit. Yeah, I hated it. Both hated I think that. I think I said that Rayman Three for the GBA was a better game, which for me personally, I stand by. I had a better time with it. I still think anyway, that's insane, so but I also hate things that everyone loves. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I think I heard about Ori and the Blind Forest maybe for the first time because of the game of the month, or am I talking out of my ass? I don't remember. Like, I do remember like, oh, I talked about seeing game some lot. games and like seeing, like, hey, uh, this game or this name doesn't really um, ring a bell to me. Um, then I at the least dig a little bit uh, into what the game is about. Uh, I rarely finish the Game of the Month games in Game of the Month, either because I get distracted by something else. Hey, hell, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, because, for example, I really want to play uh, Spirit Fair. That's uh, this month's Game of the Month. So good. I Didn't I give that to you as a gift at some point? Hmm? Didn't I give yeah, that? You, you get, yeah, you gave it to me. And I want to play it. But then... Zelda comes here and is like, "Hey, you want you want to build some stuff, <laughs> or you want to to have an adventure again in in this Hyrule?" I'm like, "Yes, I do want that, but also I do want I want to play other games, but like the game the other game is taking so much of my time right now that it's like mm, maybe Game of the Month is gonna be on pause like a couple of months." It's a rough month to be Game of the Month, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyone who's listening by the way spirit Fair is one of the games that netflix will give you week for free uh if you have a netflix account oh, and cool. don't mind playing it on mobile it's a killer game like it's really good i don't know if mobile is a good place to play that game though if i'm just just to be honest um it, it there's a lot of platforming in it might not be the best place pair but... controller it'll be fun oh yeah if you pair controller you're in uh you're in happy land because <laughs> it is really fucking good uh, and emotional mm. and moving. 
Uh, just make sure if you've lost anybody in your life recently, you could be an intense game um, or a really healing game. So it uh, just depends. But, you know, it deals with death. In, a, in maybe it might be one of the best pieces of media I've ever seen that deals with, with loss and grief and how, like, you know, how to how to deal with that. It's like it's, it's quite a profound game, honestly. Um, Big words. Yeah, honestly, I'm being fully real here anyone who's played it i think could probably agree agree with me i I would hope but uh yeah it's really um it's really something else it really is um okay well i don't know do we have any other thoughts or uh now we good good. well then only only long may it continue yes exactly long live the game of the month (laughs) um now it's time for How long to beat the game? It is my turn, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Is yes. Because you, you. Yes, it is. Because we played last time. I um, hosted last time. Yes, Alex is up. Uh, let me see here. Oh, cool. The game this time is Yakuza: Dead Souls. This is the zombie spinoff on the PS3. Oh, okay. Hmm. A. Not bad uh, game. Looking for anything. But a middling issue. Uh, what? Uh, oh, okay. What do I want you to figure out about this game? Let me see. Hmm. <laughs> my time's already in, by the way. I went straight with my gut. Oh wow! Okay, um, I'm just trying to figure out while you get through this. Oh, interesting. What do you think is the lowest rating on this game? Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, lowest rating on this one. On how long to beat, obviously. <laughs> is that out of ten? Presumably, it's on the ten. Yeah, so so no, um, just out of ten, like on on the. On a scale of, okay. like, of you know, ten to one hundred, but no little, no little dots in there. That's in as well. Great. Like, Great. Hold on, hold on. I'm looking for. I feel like I don't really know about you, Kuzo. I've just gone with what my gut's telling me. <laughs> okay, so gone with your gut. Let's see here. Uh... We will find out if your gut. Is good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is one that's on my list, but I haven't actually. The Yakuza games, I have them on on Steam now because they were crazy on sale, and uh, I'm gonna play them on my Steam Deck. I'm so excited to get to them eventually. I'm like, that is mm. gonna be the way to do it for me. Um, because I have I I played a lot of the Yakuza games, but I basically need to play through. I think three, four, five, and six. Those are the ones that I need to do. Um, and so I think I'm just going to bum rush them on Steam Deck. Have a good time. Uh, oh, not do you have any multiplayer or anything? Uh, do they have multiplayer? I have no idea. Or like... It's Yakuza, so I'm going to assume no. They don't traditionally have oh, multiplayer. Right. They've never had multiplayer, um, from what I understand. You could you could do the mini games sometimes with another person. Um, like, they occasionally let you do um... that, but they're not known for having multiplayer in them. They're single-player experiences. I'm trying to think Which is because another thing that I love about these games. I'm trying to think because I don't know like how much more content, like extra content, would it have? 
that's that is the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm kind of lost on this series. This is the most. In, this is one of the most interesting ones. It's one that I think they've sort of just are going to leave in the dust. I don't think we're ever going to see this one um, again. I would be surprised if they remake this. Um, because they've been remaking a lot of their old stuff, like Ishin, which, oh god, I really need to play Ishin. I want it to go on sale at some point. Get that game into my veins. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not sure about Kyrgyz. Okay, I have the answers. Alright, so, it is time to play. Uh, so, for Maine, Paula has said 12 hours and 30 minutes. Rick has said eight hours. The time is 13 hours. So that's going to go to Paula. <laughs> yeah. These are beefy boys. Uh, I've undercooked, haven't I? Probably. <laughs> uh, I was thinking zombie spinoff. Yeah. Red Dead. Oh, that's fair. But Yakuza is a big sucker. Um, yeah, I was thinking some... Yakuza. So I went with my Yakuza so... knowledge. For main plus, Rick has said 13 hours, and Paula has said 30 hours. Uh, the time is actually bang on the money. It's 30 hours. What? Yeah, you're bang on. Suspicious. <laughs> what are you not to, Paula? <laughs> what tabs have you got open? <laughs> I got we'll Wikipedia. Have to investigate. Um, for 100%, <laughs> Paula has said 45 hours and 30 minutes, and Rick has said 20 hours. Yeah. Uh, not <sighs> bang on this time. <laughs> Pretty far off. It's actually 80 hours. Uh, oh my god, wow, okay. Yeah. That's in the red, though, so, you know, data's not conclusive. <laughs> uh, now, when it comes to uh, the lowest rating that this has received, um, coming in with three ratings, um, Rick has said 4 to 10, and Paula has said 20, which I am insulted, Paula. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. It was 20 out of 100. Out of Yes. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I know. I know what you meant. Uh, but Rick is actually bang on. It is uh, four out of 10, which means that actually, Rick, you know, you might have lost the other three, but you didn't come out bad because uh, no, it's gone. OK, yeah, <laughs> that leaves the scoring at Paula's at nine. You're at eight and I'm at five. Um, so that's actually like, honestly, that's pretty good for uh, for losing those other ones. Still a very, very close round here. Um, and the last matchup of the game week is you and I, so there's every chance that I could finish the game week in the lead. True. Every chance if you sweep it, which we know can be done. Paolo did it last week. Yeah, Paolo did it last week. Um, I've got uh, what was it? Oh yeah. By the way, I should say that the rating on how long to beat for this is seven seventy. So okay. Know, uh, this was a divisive game, from what I understand. Some people really, really like this one, but it introduced guns um, uh, to the series, like literally just using guns full on. It's a zombie flick, so, of course, because uh, usually it's, it's beat-em-up. But uh, I think people, people, you either, like, fucking love this one or you're like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's that. That's all for this week. Tune in next week for more. Bye-bye. I was thinking that, yeah. I actually went closer to the microphone just in case. And now. If it tried me again. Goodbye, everyone. Uh.